Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 171 with the amazing Nina Cook. Hi, this is Nina Cook. You are listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, I'm very excited to bring you Nina as the last episode of this year and also to have her as a first episode of next year because we will go deep on mindset. And mindset is basically your foundation to having a successful life and a successful business. Nina is a business mindset coach and she has worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs who are frustrated because in spite of all their hard work, they are still not getting the results they want. Her superpower is showing them how they can release deep inner blocks to gain freedom to grow their business vision with passion and confidence. Nina also hosts a wonderful podcast called the Entrepreneurs in a Game podcast, which I highly recommend you check out and where we have all the links in the show notes at christineschlonsky.com. So let's dive right in with the wonderful Nina. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Nina. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me along. I'm so excited to be here. I know. And we have so many things in common because you also talk about the mindset and how you can shift it so that not just life gets easier, but also those sales conversations and everything around selling. So I can't wait to dive in to see what kind of approach you have to help our audience listening in, wanting to learn how to heart sell <laughs> and having fun in the process. So you seem to be so confident and um, I have the honor to know you for quite a while now. Can you let us know, has this been always this way or was there, you know, something that made you that confident? That's a great question, Christine. And the answer is I was not always like this. In fact, I was the opposite. And when I was a child, I was very, I lived in fear. I was very scared. I kept a low profile. I felt that the best way for me to be safe was to be as invisible as possible, especially around my family. When I was at school, I was okay. I had good friends, but inside the home, I felt I just needed to keep a very low profile. And the problem is when you behave like that, you don't know what's causing you to feel like that. You just have this fear, this lack of confidence, lack of self-belief, feeling you're not good enough, you're not worthy, that you're not worth listening to, you have nothing to offer. And the problem with that is that you, I grew up as an adult with those same feelings. And I was very good at hiding this and putting on a mask of confidence. And people should say, oh, you're so confident, Nina. And I'd think, no, I'm not. I'm just faking it. But I must be quite good at faking it. And when I had children, they were very young, I used to look at them and think, oh, you just have this lovely natural self-confidence. And you can go up to anyone and chat to them. And it's just, it's just this lovely, lovely way of being. And I wanted to be a role model for them. And I knew that when they were very young, I had to sort this out once and for all. And because I wanted them to see me as, as being in alignment with myself, not faking and not pretending to be something that I wasn't, I felt it was really important for me to be true to who I was. 
And I started a long journey of personal development. And I've been reading books about personal development probably since the 1990s. I always always had a fascination. I remember the first time I walked into a bookshop and I came across the personal development section. And I was blown away because there were all these amazing books that you could read about how to feel better about yourself or think differently. And the first two personal development books I bought were, I think it was Louise Hay and Susan Jeffers, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I can't remember the name of the Louise Hay book. I think it was Heal Your Life. And I read them and I thought, oh, this is amazing. So I've been reading and doing little bits here and there, but nothing had really worked for me. Maybe I wasn't consistent enough. And when I got to the point where I thought, right, I seriously want to sort this out, there was a part of me that thought, nothing's going to work for me. This is just how I am. And there's other people who are naturally self-confident, who feel very comfortable in their skin, but I'm never going to be able to achieve that for myself. But let's just see what happens. And I started uh, training. I did NLP training. I did hypnotherapy training. And, And they were good. They did help me to some extent. But then the old feelings of unworthiness, not deserving to be happy, not deserving to have what I want, they kept coming back to me again and again. And eventually, I was, uh, I, you know, things happen by, you say things happen by accident, but they don't. Everything's always planned out in a particular way. And I received this email from a friend who said, You're into limiting beliefs, you might find this interesting. And it led me to a trail to a guy called Morty Lefko, an American guy who had developed a system of locating hidden, deeply hidden limiting beliefs and then eliminating them. And I did work with Morty Lefko. And again, I was very skeptical. Nothing's going to work for me. And lo and behold, things started changing. And there wasn't a big moment. I thought, oh my goodness, I've had a big breakthrough. It wasn't like that. There were just things which I was doing that I'd never been able to do before. For example, I, I'd always wanted to create videos for my, for my um, services, but I'd never had the confidence to do that. And I remember one day thinking, I'll make a, a short video. And it felt, it felt good. I thought, that's different. <laughs> I, can, I can make a video and it doesn't matter if people don't like it. I don't feel I have to please everyone. I'm not worried about judgment or whether it's good enough. And I put my video out there and it got a few views and that was great. Then I started posting. I started interacting. I started reaching out to people. And the whole way that I saw myself completely changed. It was like I had a 180-degree turnaround. I was facing one way and seeing a very limited way of being, and then I turned to face the other way, and suddenly it, it became much more expansive and possible, and it was like the blinkers had been taken away from my eyes. I had a much bigger view of what was possible for me, and it was very exciting and yeah, it, it, it was something that I never believed I could ever achieve. I'm, I still have moments when I feel down. I still have times when things go wrong and I just think, oh, you know, what's the point? But I now know. I know I can see the bigger picture. I can pull myself up much more quickly. Any setbacks last for minutes or hours instead of days and weeks. And I know I now have the tools that helped me to be able to take much bigger action than I ever took in my business and in my life and just to enjoy everything much more than I ever did.
It's that sense of enjoyment, even when things aren't working out, that it's okay. I know that I can, I can, I can get to the goals that I want to get to. And it may not be the path that I'm seeing now. It may me take, take me down different paths, but it's all good. It's all okay. Yeah, oh, I just love it. And I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, we all fail forward, right? <laughs> so we all have those moments. Just dear listener, when you're tuning in now, just know we all have those days. Hopefully it's minutes or just hours. But, you know, sometimes it uh, takes a little bit longer depending on what it is. <laughs> and it's so funny that you said that because the very first book I remember buying in the self-development space was Louis Hay. <laughs> yes. Feel your life. And um, yeah, it's such an amazing book. I'm going to put it on the show notes page as well. So if you haven't read it, you can check it out. And um, I just love this confidence journey because what I see often when, when coaching, I have these amazing entrepreneurs or, you know, entrepreneurs to be and they really don't see the value they offer to the world. They cannot see their own gifts. And I totally get it because I didn't see mine. <laughs> it took other people to tell me to rub it into my face <laughs> that I really should do this sales confidence piece because that was what I was a rock star in. They asked me, like, do you want to throw away your, uh, you know, all your experience that you learned over a decade in high ticket sales, like closing CEOs, general managers, you could potentially help so many entrepreneurs. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't see it. So I truly believe that when we, when we step up and we allow ourselves to shine, we make that decision that, you know, even though we might not be 100% sure if this is for us, we give it a try and we do what it takes because where we are is just not acceptable anymore. We open up to possibilities. We open up to this new space. And, you know, just look, when you look back at what you just described, all the tools you've learned on the way you are helping your clients with today, they came out of that own journey. And I think it's for so many entrepreneurs, that's the same. So have a look at yourself. Where are you right now? And how was your journey? And you're going to realize how many amazing tools you have collected or you started to collect. Maybe you're in the middle of some training. But it's just, it's so, so fascinating. So do you actually remember the very, very first thing you ever sold in your life? <laughs> the first thing I ever sold in my life. The first thing I ever sold in my life was insurance. And I anything as a kid or did you start like when you were eight years I old? I never sold anything as a kid. No. No, no, and I had a job. I had a Saturday job when I was at school, and the job was working in a department store. And I used to um, serve teas and coffees, but that wasn't selling anything. That wasn't yeah. selling my own thing. The first thing I ever sold was when I was twenty-one, and um, I left university. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and I sort of fell into selling insurance. And boy, was that hard! That was cold calling. Yeah. That was the toughest thing I had to do. And I was very naive. I had very little life experience. 
I didn't know what I was doing. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't really enjoy selling insurance. My heart wasn't in it. But looking back on it, it gave me some really, really great insights into yeah. selling. And I've always had a great respect for the art of selling because it's something that there's, there's the mindset and having the confidence to pick up the phone and talk to people, but it's also having a great process as well. And when the two things are combined, then you have the greatest possible um, way of getting as many people to, to buy from you if it's a good fit for them. I've, I have a huge amount of respect for the whole selling process. And it's something that I work with my clients a lot. So many of my clients have this fear of sales conversations. They hate having them. And it comes down to the fears that they have, the fear of getting a no, the fear of rejection is huge. The fear of taking a risk, because if it doesn't work out, that sales conversation doesn't work out, then they may feel like a loser. It's the fear of feeling like a fraud because they haven't fully stepped into their expert status of who they truly are. And there's also the fear about what will people think? What will they think when I ask for that price? Will they think I'm too expensive? And then they'll say no, and then I'll feel terrible. So there's so many fears wrapped up in selling. And I didn't understand this when I first started selling. But having worked with hundreds of clients over the years, now I really understand where these fears come from and also how they can completely remove these fears so they can, they can book in more and more of these conversations, as many as they can, and realize that getting no's is just part of the journey to getting the yeses. And when you can experience that and look forward to getting the no's and be open to having a really great conversation with your prospect, that's when that part of being an entrepreneur really slots in and you can start booking in more clients. We have to have sales conversations as entrepreneurs. We cannot escape this. You may be able to sell low price programs through people clicking, you know, and, and then going onto a sales page. But if you want to sell high ticket items, more one-to-one -one high ticket items, we have to be able to sell well and feel really, really confident about ourselves and our services. And that's all about standing in our value. The value piece is absolutely critical, believing in your value. And then you can have that, you can really open yourself up in complete alignment in sales conversations and step into that expert that you truly are. Yeah, well, we had quite a few interviews around that rejection piece because it's so, so important. So, um, the you just said something really interesting which um i come across quite a lot when people know what they do and they know how to get to the success piece and they are not turned off by their own fear so for example in episode 119 it was a variety friday where we kind of finished an experiment that leo quinn had he called it the summer of 1000 no's so he actually went for 1,000 no's. And if you want to know what came out of it, all the successes he had, you need to listen to episode 119. But how did you get over the fear of rejection? Like what was your, maybe your secret sauce or the magic pill or whatever you want to call it that kind of made it click where you knew, 
oh, I survive. And the more yeah. no's I get, the more yeses I will get at the same time. I got over the fear of rejection by stop taking things personally. And this was a critical piece for me. And it was a slow realization that when someone says no to me, they're not rejecting me personally. They're just saying, no, I don't need your service right now. It's not a good fit for me, for whatever reason they have. And they have their opinion. They have their thinking about this sales call. And their opinion, their thinking is absolutely fine. If that's where they are, that's absolutely good for me because I have my own individual thinking. We all have. And they're not rejecting me and who I am. And therefore, it's absolutely fine. And when I separated those two things out, my service from me, I realized that no one could ever reject me. It's impossible for ever, anyone to ever reject me and who I am. This separation, I think, is key to stop taking things personally and looking at it in a wider context. For example, if someone says something to me that's not very nice or they, they, they say something critical and in, a, in an unpleasant way, I just think that's their thinking and I don't have to take their thinking on to be true about me. If someone said to me, you really suck at this, you know, you're terrible at this service, you're terrible at mindset, whatever it was, that's their opinion. They may be low mood thinking at that point when they said it to me, and that's fine. But I have to be careful not to take it on to be true about me. No one gets to decide anything about who I am, how I am, what I should do. That's my job. And for me to stay on that path of what I want to achieve, how I want to do it, does it feel good to me? Does it feel heart-centered to me? That is my job in life. So it's not my job to do what my parents want me to do. It's not my job for me to do what my friends or my partner want me to do. I will do it my own way. And I'll make mistakes along the way, but those are my learnings. So I don't take things personally anymore. And one of the things I really like doing is I've got a podcast, The Entrepreneur's Inner Game podcast. And sometimes I'll think, okay, who do I want to invite to my podcast? And I'll look on the internet and I'll find some names, people I don't know, but you know, people who are maybe quite well known in the entrepreneurial world. And I'll send out a cold email to them and saying, hey, I'm, you know, I've got this podcast, here's a link to it. I'd love to interview you about your mindset. And I just send out these emails to people I don't know who are you know, super successful, probably super busy. And I know most of them won't reply. I know that some of them may reply and say, thank you, but I'm busy. And the odd one will say yes. And to me, it's just a game because I'm not taking it personally when I don't hear back from them what they say or no. And for me, it's such a lighthearted, fun thing to do. For some people, it will be their worst nightmare. But when you get over that, that huge worry about what will people think about me? Will they be offended? Am I interrupting them? They're more successful than me, therefore they won't be interested in me. When we can move all of that out of the way and just see they're just people like me, they're a unique thinker just like me. We are all, I believe, we come from the same place. We are all equal in this world. I don't care how much money someone has, we are all equal. 
Therefore, we have every right to ask nicely. And the other thing about asking is always be okay with a no. Well, ask someone for a favor. I'll always say, it's okay if you say no, I won't be offended. It's absolutely fine. And that's what I do as well. If someone asks me something and I don't want to do it, I'll just say no nicely. So be happy with a no. It's okay. If you don't ask, you don't get. I really live by this mantra. If you don't ask, you don't get. I say this to my children, ask nicely and be happy with a no. Yeah, such, such great advice, especially for me when I stop taking it personally. And in sales, that's so, so important. That is key. It was like a, a weight was lifted off of my shoulder. Because um, the funny thing is, you might be worried about what people think about you. And then at the end of the day, you figure out they didn't even think about you. <laughs> so don't waste your energy and time and make sure you love yourself. You're okay with yourself because the rest will kind of fall in place. The more you develop yourself, the more you grow, the bigger your dreams become, the more you will achieve, right? I remember having that one interview and I asked the candidate, like, what would you like to achieve within the next year, right? And, you know, buying a new carpet is definitely <laughs> not something that I would call a bold goal, <laughs> Uh, so definitely the person didn't have enough to go for, to desire, to, to get the job because they, they were just at, you know, not at the confidence level either. What could you give people that are struggling, that are still worried? What's my partner going to think? My spouse, um, my parents, my friends, and they hold themselves back, not just in their businesses, because obviously they don't shine, they don't serve enough and they don't make enough to make their dreams come true, but also like in their personal lives. Because you said at the beginning that you were hiding when you were younger and now you stepped out, you're so confident. What could we give people at the end of this wonderful interview so they can take action and do something so that their life becomes better? The one key piece of changing how we perceive ourselves and the world. And remember everything that we're, the reality we are creating moment by moment is through our thinking. It has to be, there's no other way. You're a unique thinker, I am. There are around 7 billion unique thinkers in this world. We're never gonna change anyone's opinion. We're never gonna change our partner's thinking, our friend's thinking, parents, colleagues, we are never going to be able to do that. So if we're holding ourselves back from putting our true work out there and we're dumbing it down, we're diluting it so everyone's pleased around us, that's not being true to you and who you are. So you might be keeping everyone around you happy, but you're not happy yourself. And at some point that conflict's gonna come out to the surface and you're gonna to have to deal with it at some point because you're suppressing something that's so true about you. And I remember I had um, a client who's a shaman and he said he wasn't able to really put out his true message there because my, people might think, well, that's a bit woo woo and that's a bit odd. And you know, this type of healing, what are you talking about? And that doesn't fit in with who we think you are. And, you know, he may upset people. So he had to work on all of that in order to get his true 
message and his marketing out there from the heart. When we're trying to please other people and think, what do they want me to say? If I write a blog post, what do people want to hear from me? If I make a video, what do people want me to say? Then we're doing it upside down. And we're trying to, we're working from our head. We're running our business and our lives from our head and not from our heart. So how do you have that confidence and the courage to, to get your true message out there? Is to know that that's the way you're going to serve people. That's what they need to hear from you. And, if, and by holding yourself back and trying to please the people around you, you're not only doing a disservice to yourself, but also to the people you can help. The other thing is that we are mind reading all the time. We're guessing what people are going to think. And so often we get it wrong. So many times I've thought that someone would think this and I've talked to them and they thought something completely different. So we've got to stop all this mind reading and pretending we know how people are going to react around us. How they react is from their own pure thinking and it is their business and it's got nothing to do with us. The only thing we can focus on is our thinking, being congruent and being aligned to our true message and getting it out there and people will hear it. So not diluting it, but putting it out in its pure form. And I guarantee that all of your listeners will be surprised when they put their true marketing message out there, how many people put their hands up and said, that's exactly what I needed to hear. I've never heard it that way before. This really resonated with me. And that's what we're here for. The other thing I would say about this is that we're not the victims of our thinking. And often we think we have this you know, negative loop of thinking going round and round in our head. We think this is how it is. This is the truth. That is a complete lie. We're living under a false... Um, we're living under this falsehood that our thinking is the truth. So that critical voice in your head is not the truth about you at all. But it's been allowed to rule. It's been allowed to run riot. And now is the time for you to realize that actually you are not your thoughts. You are the creator of your thoughts. Mm. You are so much more powerful than you ever believe possible. And it has to be true that there has to be something making these thoughts and that something is you you are creating these thoughts moment by moment what will that person say if i put my message out there no one's going to accept my price it's really scary to have sales calls i feel like a fraud who am i to you know ask for that amount all of these thoughts you are creating moment by moment so please don't make the mistake of thinking you are the sum creation of your thoughts. That is who you are. That's your identity. That's not your identity. You are the creator of your thoughts. You are the sculptor that's created this sculpture, but you are the maker of that sculpture. So always bearing in mind, okay, if I'm the creator of my thoughts, I get to choose my thoughts. How much more powerful could we be than that? Yeah, we are creating and choosing our thoughts. So if you are not happy with your reality right now, it's because your thoughts aren't creating that reality. So to change that, you have to change your thinking. You have to change your thinking. And the easiest way to change your thinking that I've come across so far, and I've tried so many different things, is by finding all your limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs like, this will never work. No one's going to pay me that much. Um, what, 
uh, what makes me good enough is people thinking well of me, thinking people approving of me. Rejection is scary. Find all those limiting beliefs and then release them completely from your subconscious and replace them with new empowering beliefs about wow. yourself, about what's true about you. Of course, I'm powerful. Of course, I offer an amazing value for money. Of course, I've got something that people would love. And when that's organic thinking inside of you, then imagine what new action you can start taking mm. in order to bring in more clients. Yeah, that feels so good already, just listening to you and your wisdom. So what we're going to do, you brought an amazing gift that is called Smash Through Your Income Glass Ceiling, which probably no matter where we are in the journey, we can always do some smashing. <laughs> so I'm going to put the link in the resources on the show notes page. And um, I would love to have that to deepen that conversation, especially about the thoughts, about the mindset, how we create in our next interview. And I'm so excited that will, this will come up very, very shortly. So thank you so, so much for having been on Heart Sales Podcast and have an amazing day. Well, I just love this conversation and it's so true what Nina said. You can't be rejected in who you are. If you are believing in yourself, which I really hope you do, and you know that there is room for improvement, there's room for learning, it is a journey, but you are on the right path, on your path and nobody else's, well, you can't really be rejected by someone else. It's only what you allow to understand as rejection. So I think that is such a big truth. And I really hope that this helps you moving forward in any of your conversations, in any of your relationships, and in really building your business in a heart-centered way that allows you to have the impact, the money, and the freedom that you truly, truly desire. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com for the show notes, for the transcript, and for everything around this wonderful episode, as well as go to heartcenteredleadgenerationsummit.com and listen to over 40 amazing experts who are sharing their approach to lead generation, which means to where you can find your ideal clients. I have gathered 40 amazing experts in this venture of the Heart Centered Lead Generation Summit. We are getting started in January. No matter when you are listening to this, you will have the opportunity to tune into a replay. So either you sign up right now, heartcenteredleadgenerationsummit.com, or when you watch the replay, still go to heartcenteredleadgeneration.com and sign up for the replay. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. Make sure you check out the next episode with Nina. We're going to talk about aligning your message and what you can do in your core so that your business really, really thrives. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. <music>